The Now The Pod Report. Here's Hashish correspondent Kelly Catrera in a joint report with Chris Creston. Yeah, Chris Creston alerted me to the fact that Mark Holland, the parliamentary secretary to the Minister of Public Safety, told Global's Vasi Capellos that Canadians should be honest when asked if they smoke marijuana when they're crossing the border into the states. Len Saunders is an immigration lawyer based in Blair, Blaine, Washington. He joins the show right now. Len, this concerns you. Why? Well, I've always told Canadians, if you answer that question, yes, that you smoke marijuana, you basically put yourself in a position where the immigration officer, the U.S. immigration officer at the port of entry can bar you for life. Bar you for and life. So. Yes, it's, it's a lifetime bar. If you admit to past smoking of marijuana at any U.S. port of entry, the officer can issue you a lifetime bar. So if I said, well, uh, back when I was 21, I once smoked a joint at Whistler, B.C., they can say, that's it, you're out, we're putting you on a list. I hate to say it, that's my typical case. Canadian, somewhere in the lower mainland of Vancouver, and was, you know, admits to smoking marijuana 10, 20 years ago up in Whistler. That's all it takes. It's as simple as that. Why is that? So you can either be denied entry to the U.S. based upon three bases for marijuana use. One is a conviction. So if you get convicted of simple possession, so that's basically grounds of inadmissibility, or if you admit to the essential elements of a controlled substance violation. So if you say, well, I've never been convicted of possession of marijuana, but I've, I've used it, you can be denied entry for life. Or all it takes is reason to believe. So if you pull up to a port of entry and you have some marijuana in your vehicle and there's a reason to believe that you've used it or you possess it, it's, it's a very low threshold to permanently bar you from the United States. What if you have a medicinal marijuana card? Does that make any difference? Having a, um, a marijuana you know, a card, which is granted by a doctor or, let's say, from the federal government, it's still considered a controlled substance at a U.S. port of entry. Wow. Your most famous uh, client is Ross Ribigliati, who is the 1998 Olympic gold medalist who admitted to using marijuana. You now have to get him a waiver every time he crosses the border, correct? Well, exactly. And his case goes back almost two decades. So he won the gold medal back in 1998, um, had the medal briefly stripped from him, had it reinstated after uh, the Olympic Committee determined that, you know, marijuana was not a performance-enhancing drug, et cetera, et cetera. Went on the Jay Leno show shortly after winning or at least having his gold medal reinstated, uh, admitted on the Jay Leno show that he had, in fact, in the past, smoked marijuana in Whistler. And uh, here we are almost 20 years later, and uh, he had just applied for and received a waiver and will need one for the rest of his life. So if this is the case, when marijuana is legalized July 1st here in Canada next year, um, why is Mark Holland, the parliamentary secretary to the Minister of Public Safety, telling Canadians to be truthful at the border about whether or not they've smoked marijuana? Well, I, I hate to say it, but he doesn't understand the full repercussions. I'm Canadian like him, but I practice immigration law. My office is three blocks south of the Canadian border in northern Washington state, and I've been seeing for years and years and years cases where people have 
taken Mark Holland's advice and they have admitted that they've smoked marijuana in the past and they have received a lifetime bar. So when I saw his comments on TV a number of days ago, I couldn't believe it because that is the kiss of death, admitting that you smoked marijuana to a U.S. border officer when entering the U.S., will result in a lifetime bar. And I don't think he fully understands that. I'm going to the border. They say, have you ever smoked marijuana? What is my answer? That's none of your business. It's not a relevant question. You don't have to answer that. What if they say we're not going to let you in? Fine. So you get denied entry and you can try the next day to enter a week later, a month later. But if you, if you answered yes, you now have a lifetime bar. You're not so advocating for us to say no. You're saying just don't answer the question. You, you do not have to answer that question. It's not a question that you have to answer. If you have marijuana on you, if you've, been, if you've been convicted in the past of marijuana possession or you've been charged with marijuana possession, of course, you have to answer those questions, what happened? But if they just casually ask you, have you smoked marijuana in the past? It's none of their business. What if you, you say no, no when you're caught? Like, what that if question? you say no, and then they say, we're going to hook you up to a lie detector? Could they do that? Well, I've had that happen. I've had that happen. I've had clients be told, we're going to do a drug screening test. We're going to do a lie detection. We're going to arrest you and put you in jail. They can't do that. There's no basis for a drug screening test at a U.S. port of entry. There's, there's no basis for them to arrest you. So, it's, they're, they're veiled threats. It's, it, it's a way of trying to intimidate Canadians to admit that, the, that they've used marijuana. So I tell clients, just don't answer that question. And the worst thing that can happen is you get a simple denied entry and you can try to enter a week later, a day later, a month later, and hopefully you'll get a different officer who won't be as zealous of asking this question. Well, Len, I have to let you go. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much.